Today I'm dialing Ava Matthews, co-founder of Cult Aussie Sunscreen Brand Ultraviolet. Dynamic, funny and well-versed in the business of beauty, Ava delves into her exciting sunscreen journey, managing life and business through COVID-19 and what cocktails she's mixing in isolation. It's been a busy year for you or a busy 12 months, right? Launching, when exactly did you launch? We launched at the end of Jan last year. So it's been like a year and a bit. Yeah. It's been busy. But manageable. Yeah. Manageable. Yeah. So you've given birth to a brand and you also got engaged, didn't you? Yes. Last June we got engaged. So yeah, it has been a big, a big year, year and a bit. How did you actually get started? What? What was that moment uh, where you said sunscreen is my career? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I say this a lot, but um, if someone had said to me five years ago that I, or not even, no, not five years ago, maybe like seven years ago that I would that I would own a sunscreen brand, I would have not believed them and probably laughed in their face <laughs> because I was not, I've never been one of those people who's religiously worn sunscreen you know, from teenager. Um, yeah. But I was always scared of it because I thought I'd be, I'd break out. So I didn't actually wear sunscreen ever unless I was on the beach um, or on a holiday. And even then it was kind of begrudgingly. So when I started working for Mecca, I um, was looking after the Mecca Cosmetica signature line brand and they do sunscreens, as I'm sure you know and yes. who listening will know. And then I started learning about like how you actually made a sunscreen, the testing that was involved, um, how important it is to your overall skin health and your skincare routine. Like it's the most important step. It's the most important thing you can put in your face yeah. at all. Like, and it's the best anti-aging product you'll ever own. So I was kind of like, wow, like I don't know about this. I don't know if my friends know about this. My friends definitely aren't wearing sunscreen every day. I'm definitely not wearing sunscreen every day. Like why do people not know about this? People just talk about melanomas and and like wearing it at the beach and wearing it when you're on holidays. Um, but no one really kind of seems to talk about it in an everyday kind of context. So that's um, – I met my co-founder, Beck, at Mecca as well and I kind of – we spoke about the idea and I came – I was like, I've had an idea. Like what do you think about X, Y, Z? And she was like, mm, I don't know. And then she was like, actually, yeah, no, I think it could be a good idea. So we spent weekends working on it, fleshing out a concept, um, and then we spent six or seven months on a business plan. Mm-hmm. And um, then we were kind of like, okay, let's do this. So obviously we'd, you know, we'd gotten to know about that. I've been in beauty for, how old am I, 34? So I've been in beauty for 16 years yeah. or even longer. Um, and so I've, it's kind of the only thing I've ever known. And I always thought that I, I always thought I might have a brand, but I thought it would be kind of color cosmetics because that was kind of what I was into when I was younger. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it kind of made sense to help turn a category on its head that, didn't really have a lot of love and people didn't really seem to give a shit about even though especially in Australia it's so important I agree and and your branding is so fantastic and what I love is that you have a product that matches that and lives up to it 
And, you know, one of the first things that drew me to it was um, the packaging. And Um, then you get a product that's so fantastic. So how did you come up with all of that? uh, I mean, if you look at a sunscreen, we were talking about it and I kind of had, I had a pretty clear vision for it, I must say. I had a pretty, I was pretty, I kind of went into it knowing what I wanted. Uh, Originally, I wanted to be navy and gold. Because yeah. when you think about sunscreen brands, like even, you know, Banana Boat, Nutrient, they, they often use yellow and blue. Yellow mm-hmm. for sun, sand, blue for water. And mm-hmm. I was like, how do we flip this kind of on its head and make it relevant and cool, but kind of with that nod to the category, I suppose. Um, and everything at the point, when we were designing, everything was black, white, black, white and millennial pink. Yes. Um, there was nothing that was really bright. And so I was like, the way we're going to stand out, and I'm a colourful person. Um, I wear a lot of colour. I wear a lot of prints. Um, so I was like, I want to do that Eve Klein. I saw, I was walking past a kind of, I think it was a furniture store in Fitzroy, and I saw this Eve Klein blue. Um, I don't know what it was. It was kind of like a statue or something. And I took a photo of it. I sent it to the designer who ended up doing the packaging, and I was like, this is the colour I want. Yeah. Or like, that's Eve Klein Blue. And I was like, I don't know what it is. I don't care. I just want this colour. <laughs> I love and it. It's such a fabulous colour. So And it's so pigmented and so punchy. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I don't think our packaging reflects that properly yet. Um, it's really hard to get that colour in, like, kind of plastic or glass. Uh, but one day, hopefully. Um, and then I thought, you know, I don't gold's a bit, I don't know if gold would last the test of time. It seems kind of a bit, I don't know, department store. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it just seemed to be kind of premium skincare brand that I just wasn't ready to to kind of go that route. And then, you know, we were talking and I was kind of like, well, maybe a neon, some sort of a neon could be good because then that kind of represents that, you know, the neon zincs that we were all slathered in as kids and that could be that kind of a reference there. So that's kind of how we ended up with the colour scheme and then, you know, from there, it was pretty easy. My designer's really amazing and um, they kind of nailed it in the second round. So, so did you launch with all of your products or did you start with one? No, we started with three facial screens and two mm-hmm. lip balms. And, okay. um, and so where does the range sit today? Uh, so we've got – so we started with five products and now we've got eight. So not a huge – jump it obviously you know as you would know um product development is extremely expensive yes (laughs) um and as much as you'd love to be able to do a million different ranges and a million different colors or whatever it's just you know it's pretty expensive so you have to we've had to really um keep the pace quite even Mm. and steady and And one one thing I want to know um is there quite substantial testing that has to be done with sunscreen in Australia Yes. Is it quite a regulated industry? Oh, it's hugely regulated. It's it's mm. insane. Um, it's one of the most well, in a, it's it's highly it's it's most regulated in Australia. So it's the top. We've got the toughest testing conditions in Australia, as you would probably imagine. Mm. Um, and it's you have to jump through a lot of hoops, and you have to pass a lot of tests, and the tests are the most stringent here. So in America, it's a lot easier to, you know, I think numbers can be kind of bought. I don't know if that's the case anymore, but last year, the major testing house was, um, 
it, they found out that they were kind of just dodging the numbers based on a yeah. check. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's but you can't do that here. It's really it's really freaking hard, and, and they how take long it seriously. Did that take? Uh, that can take well. That process can take the testing process can take six, 12 months, depending on whether you pass or fail. Mm-hmm. Um, but the product development process before that can be another 12 months, 12, 18 months. So it's, you know, at least a two-year process to get a new product. Wow. Okay. Yeah. A lot of perseverance required. Yes. And a lot of kind of getting back up again after you've maybe been knocked back and, yeah, from testing. So it's really, it's not, it's not an easy category but which is good because it means you can't get too many like copiers I love that there's a barrier to entry yeah quite it's quite large yeah and um so what's next for the business uh we're working on another facial um a 50 plus zinc only which is kind of like a matter of preference as to what you like so that's going to be out later in the year um Mm -hmm. and then we're working on products to make reapplication really easy because that's a really big issue um for everyone you know you Mm -hmm. put it on in the morning but then you're supposed to reapply every two hours but like who reapplies over makeup no one some days I don't even you know what I mean I use I love using yours um underneath my foundation every morning yeah that's how I use it yes absolutely but then Mm. if you're out in the sun you're meant to put it on again yeah um so which is hard so we're working on something to make that a lot easier we're also working on tinted um Yes, versions. Yes, and <laughs> I'm also trying to do something that's a bit more because it's really hard to be sustainable with sunscreen because everything's so regulated by the TGA. You can't just people are like can't we get these bottles refilled? I'm like, no, you can't. The TGA would die if we sent back old bottles and we're like, can you fill these back up again? And you know, I love that it's um, it's quite unisex as well. In fact, actually, my fiance loves it. Um, except one day uh, I'd come back from a swim and he'd squeezed half a bottle of the face cream all over his body. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that's not the first time it's happened. So maybe what you can do is different packaging or instructions for men. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dion, my fiancé, keeps telling me that I need to launch a range for men. And I'm like, men and, women, men and women have the same skin. Like, it's not particularly feminine, the packaging. Um, you could just use the same one. I'm not I'm not spending money on packaging that's just for you, Dion. He's obsessed with this idea of ray spray. So right. Maybe, maybe one day. Maybe one day. I'd love to see it. Mm. Or maybe you can bring back that coloured zinc that we did have on our noses as kids. I know. People keep asking for that. I just, I don't even know if we could make it happen. I, I mean, look, I've definitely been asked about it and people have definitely mentioned it to me. And if we could do it in a small kind of way, I would definitely consider it. We just have to look into it. There's only two, you know, we don't really have a staff. So we've, we've just kind of hired our first two roles. Um, mm-hmm. We obviously work with a lot of contractors, but because it's yeah. predominantly Beck and I, our time is really, like where we spend our time is really um, precious. So everything we have, we do has to be like, okay, how, like is this going to make us money or not? A hundred percent. And and I guess talking about growing a team and growing a startup um, and people are probably starting to understand just, just how much is required to get something like this on the mm-hmm. shelves. Mm-hmm. You've really expanded 
quite quickly into stores. So where are you stocked now? So our website, obviously, Adore Beauty, which we launched into last April, and then Sephora mm-hmm. Australia and New Zealand, which we launched into Feb, and then we just launched online um, at, at Sephora as well. So, yeah. And we were talking to UK retailers, um, but that's obviously been put on hold for now. With the COVID-19, of course. Yes. So how do you divvy up the roles then between the two of you? There is such a huge amount of work with wholesale, marketing, PR, product development. How, how do you split, um, split roles? It's quite an easy split because Beck and I have different capabilities, I guess. I mean, obviously, we're, we, we both understand the other's sides of the business. But um, Beck is very much, she's kind of really good at operational like kind of the back end things, I guess, uh, finance, HR, she's a really great leader. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm, I've been more on the marketing communications side, brand side of things. So, and we both share product development or just different, different sides of it. Um, product development seem like, I mean, again, you would know this, but people think like oh, product development is like kind of like quite a sexy like testing products, but it's actually very executional. It's very kind of like timeline oriented and it's very um, detailed and neither of us really love detail. I think uh, she's probably got more <laughs> of a head for it than I, that I, than I do, but yeah. um, it's really, it's very kind of, it's very small like it's very lots of lots of small things going on at the same time so um we both kind of do that but different sides of things I guess and um we obviously share all large decision making um together but she's kind of more back end and I'm more front facing yeah so it makes it easy yeah with that so with this new working from home and this new kind of self-isolation world that we're living in have things changed for the business um, yes, from like, obviously sales point of view, we, you know, it's one of those things I don't think people are thinking about sunscreen at, at the moment, especially as we're heading into cooler months, but you still need to wear sunscreen every day. Um, but not from an operational point of view, we didn't have an office, so we each work from our homes anyway. Yeah. Um, and we would, we would kind of get together maybe once a week or we'd be together maybe at least once a week, maybe whether it was a meeting or going to see a Sephora store, but we did have a um, kind of share space, a working co-working space that we would go to like every week or couple of weeks and just kind of nut out big, big strategy stuff together face to face. I like working in active wear. <laughs> Same. And a scrunchie. Which yeah. Is oh, I've mate, I've got, got, a, I've yeah. got a scrunchie on yeah. my wrist at all times. I just would wear active wear and like a night, you know, wear a pair of trainers under a coat and no one would know and just put a bit of lip gloss on and a bit of blush and there you go. Bob's your uncle. Bob, Bob's your uncle. That's my outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And um, I've got to say, I've been saying um, very well entertained by your, your Instagram and <laughs> I'm loving that you've taken the opportunity to share some cocktail recipes with us uh, over this period of high, home isolation. So yes. what's, what's next on the cocktail menu? Um, well, I actually asked people on Sunday because I kind of was out of ideas um, mm. 
And so tonight I'm going to do a Moscow mule, which is so basic. Like the thing is with me, this is something I fell into. I didn't really like, I've never really been interested in making cocktails. I think I just just felt like a cosmopolitan one night. So I looked up the recipes, realized how easy it was and was like, why do I pay like 30 bucks for these in a bar? Like it's literally cranberry juice, lime and vodka and Quattro or triple sec or whatever it is. And, um, so then I just started making them and I started and people really liked them. So I'd, I started doing more and then just making the drinks that I liked drinking personally. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to do a Moscow mule, I think tonight or this weekend, Again, okay. very easy, but I also want to figure out like one of the ones using egg whites to that make that like foam. There's like a gin. Yes. I don't know what it's called. Maybe it's a Tom Collins or something. Or an and amaretto. the am- amaretto sour. Sour, yes. Mm-hmm. So love I, those. Yeah. And your <laughs> personal Instagram account, a shout out for your recipes. What is your personal it's account? Just at Ava Matthews. Two T's. At Ava Matthews. A must yep. follow. Daily <laughs> entertainment during isolation. <laughs> My dad rang me the other day and was like, you haven't posted on your Instagram in a while. I'm just checking in to see if, every, if everything's okay. I was like, yeah, I just don't really have anything to say. And he was like, yeah, no one does. He was like, you don't usually have anything to say either. It doesn't stop you from posting. I must say one of the other things I noticed, um, you do have wonderful, dewy, beautiful skin and what (laughs) products do you use? And now that we have a little bit of extra time, oh yeah, um, you know, what, what are your recommendations for Ava skin? Well, look, to be honest, um, Rationale really changed my skin as I'm sure it has many of your friends and Mm. possibly even your own skin. I'm not sure. I know you use it, but I don't know what it was like before or whether you've seen much of a difference. But um, I worked there for a year and a half before I launched Ultraviolet. So, yeah, Rationale really changed. So I'm on the six, Essential Six with Rationale. Mm, um, yeah. And I add in, like, I kind of, because I worked there, we used to get a facial a month, which was amazing. Um, and I just would, I kind of used to use everything that they've got and that they think I need. So if they tell me to get something, I'll get it. Um, so it's the rationale one, two, three in the morning and then, um, queen screen. That's my favorite of our sunscreen. Okay, so so that's what I use. So highly recommend yes, the queen screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I use every morning. Oh, thank you. And, um, and then nighttime again, I don't cleanse in the morning. I just cleanse in the evening, um, use number four and then it's like four, five, six rationale. And then that's it. And then a, um, a mask, the rationale mask every, you know, yeah. when I can think of it. Perfect. So, it's, yeah, it's real. I'm like, some days I'm like, is there something better for me out there? I don't know. It's, it's, it's incredible stuff. Yeah, it is. It is. So that combined with the um, ultraviolet really yes. covered. And it? I don't really wear foundation. So when you see what I've, like, I don't, I usually, and I like, kind of cream when I wear makeup I like cream textures so cream mm. cream bronzers and cream blushes and cream highlighters because I feel like if you use powders it can make your skin look a bit more dull a bit more dry and dull so that's also what helps me look dewy and stuff if I'm wearing um, yes. makeup especially you have, you have a glow definitely so it's some of it's rational. some of it's <laughs> rational some of it's makeup <laughs> um, you know 
we are in this funny time at the moment. Yeah. You're engaged. You've got this new business. Um, you're adapting well. Your humour is definitely in place, which I'm really thoroughly enjoying. Oh. But is there is there a wedding on the cards for you as well this, um, this year? Yes, definitely a wedding on the cards. So it's funny because just before we – just before coronavirus, we had decided to – we had like 130 – person wedding planned and we'd sent out the save the date blah 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 and then Dion and I were kind of like we both have our own businesses it just seems so obscene to be spending all this money on a wedding it just kind of really pulled back so we cancelled we sent out save the dates and then we sent everyone an email being like yeah we're postponing um a retraction yeah yeah but we're still gonna get married we're kind of just going to elope with um family it's it's an it's not people are like it's actually not an elopement but it is it's family and kind of like really best friends so a much smaller group I'm like this is as close to an elopement as I'm ever gonna get and we're still gonna make it a really beautiful thing it's just gonna be you know a quarter of the size that the, the original one was and at first I was kind of like oh you know I'm quite a social person I like big groups um Dion's the opposite so is thrilled about this um but I it took me a while to get used to and I was like can I have a hand can I have like do I still wear my wedding dress like do I get something are you still wearing your wedding dress or are you going to wear something different no I'm still wearing it um I'm still wearing it yeah but I will need to come and talk to you about your new venture yes I do I'll be shipping it I'll be shipping it straight over to you (laughs) after we're done your engagement story oh is it yeah so my engagement story it's not I mean it was really beautiful we went um we were in Italy so we did a big European trip last year because we had a wedding in Mallorca um one of my and you had to try out a new sunscreen brand as well yes exactly yeah yeah and so we went we were in Europe for four weeks and we went to Positano um and I had organized a you know, it's so funny because I had another, a friend of a friend get married and she was like, oh, I knew the minute that he organised the boat that we were going to get engaged. And I was like, huh, well, I organised the boat. So I obviously didn't think it was going to happen. <laughs> and we only decided to do it the day before we did it. We had this, Ita- this funny old Italian man who didn't speak a word of English come and pick us up at 8.30 and then tell us. He was probably 65 and he was like kind of um, miming that he was really hungover. Mm. And I was like, great, um, a hungover Italian who does who we can't communicate with. Um, but so we got we got picked up at eight, and Dion was like, let's get a bottle of champagne for the we'll just get a bottle of champagne for the um, boat. And I was like, it's fine, like we're gonna we'll be back at two, like it's gonna get warm, like let's just you know let's just go. Like so we drove out and we um got we ended up going to the we were going to the green we went to the green grotto and the white grotto and then this is a few hours into it and then I was like can someone take a photo of me in the water oh no Dion was like go for, let's go for another swim and I was like sure sure and um, was he not acting funny at all no you no I had you no weren't idea. A funny vibe. No, no no none at all okay. and then mm. um he was like let's go for another swim and then uh, he was like, I'll take a photo of you. So I jumped in with like a pool noodle because the guy had it on the boat. And I'm like <laughs> kind of like trying to like ride this pool noodle. And then Dion was like, I'll take a photo. And then he hands the camera over to the boat driver and he was like, can you take a photo of us? 
And then, so the guy held the camera and Dion kind of was like paddling over to me. And then he was started going like, you know, I love you so much. And I was like, oh, fuck. It's kind of, I was like, this is what, I was like, fuck. It's happening. Like, this is, this is actually happening. And then I saw the ring on his, um, like, hooked over his pinky. And we're like, you know, we're in the middle of the ocean. And I was like, oh, my God. And I don't even think he'd asked me to marry him before I'd shoved it on my own finger because I just thought this, yeah. if this goes to the, on the bottom of the yeah. sea, like we're screwed. So I don't even, I think he asked me as I was, he tried to put it on my right <laughs> hand. Start. And I was like, so I, as he was trying to like put it on my right hand, I grabbed it and just shoved it on my finger so it didn't sink. And then obviously, um, and then straight after that, I got stung by a jellyfish. So <laughs> that kind of cut the... <laughs> And it's so funny because the guy and then Dion was like to the um, Antonio, the boat driver, was like, can you take another photo? And you could just see him literally hating every second. And he took one photo and I could just see him taking literally one photo and then just throwing the phone away. And I was like, I was like, obviously had seen so many engagements on the boat that he just didn't oh, do I love it. And so unique. Nothing like a jellyfish thing yeah, and so nice. ring. Mm. Oh, totally. And then I covered my leg in ammonia as soon as we got on the boat. What a year oh, yes. it's been for you. And I'm excited for the year ahead. But if there is a number one product you would recommend to an ultraviolet virgin, what would it be? Yes. Um, I mean, I guess I love Queen's Green because it's lightweight. It feels like doesn't feel like sunscreen and it leaves a really beautiful glow. But that's kind of the reason we've got a wardrobe mm-hmm. of options. So there's something for everyone. People aren't just forced to take the one sunscreen that we offer. So I love Queen's Green personally. If you're pretty oily, it's maybe not going to be for you. Um, but, yeah, I think if you're a virgin, try try Queen's yeah. Green. I have one last question for you and I and it's one yeah. I get asked all the time. But mm, the hardest thing that you've had to overcome, I guess, going out and starting your own business, what, what is the one tip you would give to other women looking to do similar, you know, leave their corporate careers and, and, and start their mm. own brand? Um, I would say really invest in spending the time up front in um, – putting together a plan like it doesn't have to be a full business plan document like we did but like figure out what it is that you want Mm -hmm. to achieve um what it's going to take to get you there how much money it's going to take to get you there and then just go and do it and the other thing I would say is don't you know I feel like there's so much in this kind of entrepreneur lifestyle it's become kind of really cool and a bit of a even like a bragging point where people are like, oh, I was working 20 hours a day. I just don't think that's healthy and I don't think it's necessary. I think, you know, you can do it in your own way. It doesn't have, you don't have to sacrifice everything. Just figure out how much you can give mm. without it taking over yeah. your life. Because, um, you know, at the end of the day, if you're not, if you're not sleeping, and you don't make time to see your friends and family. Like, what's mm-hmm. the point? So balance. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks so much, Jazz. We'll 
And I'd love a, a dirty martini as well when you get a chance. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's on the list. That's definitely on the list. Negroni on the list as well. 